It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox. Well, top of the morning to you. It is a Monday, straight up and down 7 o'clock. Welcome into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports with Tom Ward and Ryan. We're glad you're with us. We have got a ton to talk about today. I don't know that we're going to get to it all. Ward, good morning. How are you? Good. How was your trip? Very nice. Where'd you eat? I ate at the Lone Star Cafe on the Riverwalk. Did you? Mm-hmm. How was it? Very good. Very nice. Very nice. Ryan, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. Busy, but good. Uh, I got my first yard mowing in this weekend. Well, let me rephrase that. I, I got my first weed mowing in this weekend. It was just, you know, after the rain, mm-hmm. just a ton of weeds. Yeah. So Time to weed and feed. Well, I was going to ask, when can I weed and feed? Now. Even even if we may have another freeze? I don't think it'll hurt it. You might wait till this weekend after the freeze. <sighs> Supposed to be a freeze this week, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and some rain and some, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you think we're through, we're not through. No. I, and I'm telling you, man. Crack's how many t- coming. Yeah, well. What are you thinking? In, in, in Easter, how many times have it, has, you know, you've seen it cold at Easter? I mean, so, anyway. Uh, let's see where to, where to begin. I'm not real sure. <laughs> it's just so much to do today. Uh, here's what we are going to get to. Jerry Hill's going to join us. We'll recap the Baylor weekend. Uh, Marcus Willis will be here. We'll, I think he had kind of a fun weekend. You think? Uh, we'll recap that. La Vega winning the state championship. And, and I ran into Matt Lively Saturday at the, at the Baylor basketball game. And he was just talking about all the things that they were covering and, and doing and it it was it was pretty remarkable that uh, that they got all the done that they got done and so we'll talk to Matt Lively from KCEN uh, coming up around eight thirty this morning. Let's begin. Well, let's be, let, we'll just kind of touch base on all the things and then we'll see where we go. By the way, I got to tell you guys something. I tried twice this weekend. I've lost interest in the XFL. What? I have. Good game last night. I tried to watch it yesterday afternoon. I tried to watch it Saturday afternoon. And I just couldn't stay focused and locked in. Maybe if we get a little deeper into this thing and, and we start getting towards the playoffs or whatever. But I'll tell you what I watch and you're going to laugh. I watch golf. It was the Arnold Palmer Bay Hill Classic. It was a heck of a golf tournament with... All the premier players, all the elite players, which is a rarity unless it's a major. But they say it's the fifth toughest golf course on the tour. And it was eating them up yesterday. It was a heck of a golf tournament. And I just, I watched it. I watched a ton of golf yesterday. Tried to watch a little of the Mavericks in Phoenix. Couldn't stay with it. Went back to golf. Just couldn't. Not watching golf over basketball or football. I did. How much did I, I you did, sleep? Quite a bit. There you go. <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, watch Baylor softball. But, you know, they jumped all over Sam early. And so, 
drove her to golf. Watched a lot of golf. And you're right. Watched the watched my eyelids a little bit, but it was a really good golf tournament. That's why you watch golf. It's a good golf tournament. It it's really was. It's a good was. nap tournament. <laughs> it was a heck of a good golf tournament. So uh, it was good stuff. That's so, a sleep inducer. It well, you know, there's something calming. It was Bay Hill. It was Florida. It looked warm. They were all in short sleeve shirts and playing golf on a beautiful golf course. That it really did eat them up. I mean, to tell you what, the the guy that ended up winning the golf tournament on number nine, he had a triple bogey. Triple. How often do you hear PGA players with triples? He did. It was it was that kind of deal. All right, uh, so that's kind of what we got. Let, let's. I'm just. We're just gonna take off and run through this thing. By the way, if there's something we didn't get to that you feel like we should, or if you want to expand on something, uh, we'd love to. We'd love to get a text from you. Our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. La Vega, go. First of all, semifinal game was unbelievable. Yes, Glenn, it was with, with Glenn Rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had. I don't know how many lead changes it had, but it had you on the edge of your seat moving back and forth. I think you said on the broadcast word it was seven ties and nine lead changes. Yeah. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Holy Good basketball moly. Game. It was. What was the difference? Uh, the defense of La Vega, no doubt. They were able to, to get the turnovers when they needed to. Did he keep the pressure on all night long? All night. That's, that's just the way they play. And it didn't matter if Glenn Rose was going to get on a run or not. He was going to stay in that defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They they went quiet in the third quarter. They got outscored in the third quarter. But uh, they were able to withstand that little bit of run. And you hear me say all the time, you're going to win championships. You're going to win the big games in basketball. you got to be able to withstand somebody's run because good teams are going to have runs. And Glenn Rose had, it, had an 8-0 run at one time. Uh, but they were able to, to withstand it and, and – get the turnovers they needed, get the fast break points they needed. Because of the bracket, you just don't know. But after watching everybody there, were those the two best teams in 4A? Was the Friday night game the championship? Yes. I figured as much. I figured as much. And then Saturday they came out and got after it early, didn't they? Well, they went up 11 nothing to start the game. Yeah. Sunnyville made a run, came back, and, and made it interesting. Yeah. Got, got within two at one time. But then La Vega was able to pull away. So Friday afternoon was your championship, though. I thought so. Yeah. Well, I you know I think we all thought that those were the two best teams, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, it doesn't. It it really doesn't. But after w- listening to that game, that was I mean, in, everybody in this building's on the edge of their seat. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it was, it was good game. stuff. It was good stuff. And I was telling everybody get out of my office because I was listening to it online. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of seconds behind. <laughs> so I said, leave, quit walking down the hall and looking at me. I mean, I don't <laughs> just, I'm, I'm working here and I'm a few seconds behind. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs> I, you know, cause everybody would walk that, you know, when, when Glenn Rose would make a run, you know, they would all have a negative look on their face. And I'm like, I'm listening. Just, I'll catch up to you. <laughs> so there you go. Well, good stuff. Hey, Coach Willis will be here uh, at 8 o'clock this morning. We'll have him on the program. Uh, let's see. You know what? Let's jump over it real quick. Uh, baseball beat Youngstown State yesterday 9-7. to 
So they split that four-game series. What a what a day of baseball on Saturday. I mean, it was all day long, but they got a split there, end up with a uh, 2-2 split. Had a chance to to really win the series, but boy, they uh they just couldn't close it out on Friday night. I think Youngstown State if I and I watched it. I I think Youngstown State was down to their final strike on Friday night when they came back and rallied it and came back and won the game. So Anyway, uh, two and two, and now the Bears are four and eight. They've got a very, very talented Dallas Baptist team coming in here on Tuesday night. Dallas Baptist was uh, they played Southern Miss this weekend in Hattiesburg, I believe it was Southern Miss. Yeah, I think they. I, I'll have to double check, but I think they were playing Southern Miss uh, in Hattiesburg this weekend. Uh, so Baylor at four and eight will welcome in DBU on Tuesday. Uh, Baylor softball's off till this weekend. They're headed to Long Beach. They took three out of four in their tournament. Their only loss was on Saturday to Texas A&M, came back yesterday and walked Texas A&M off. They, they beat Sam 6-1, to one, and then they beat the Aggies 2-1. to one. They are 17-2. That's a heck of a start for Glenn Moore's team. Absolutely. I mean, off to a terrific start playing high-quality competition, and uh, it will continue with games Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I think. I don't I'm, and maybe even Saturday when they play at uh, at Long Beach. So uh, we'll have all those games over on Cool 101.3. Did you look it up? Uh, yes, they had a three-game series in Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. and they were swept by Southern Miss. All close games, though, right? Yes. And, had, and that Southern Miss is like 23, 24 in the country, something like that? Yes, mm-hmm. 22. So, okay. So they got swept, and they're all, I think, all one-run games. Uh, the first two were one run, and then on su- yesterday they lost by five runs. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Did you see UMHB? Yes. Josiah Johnson hits a buzzer beater, and I do mean a buzzer beater, to lift UMHB to a 72-70 victory over East Texas, and they advanced to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, and now they're headed to Virginia. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, they play Christopher Newport. That. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be Friday night. So congratulations to the crew. Heck of a win. They, they're, I think they're at twenty-five wins now, twenty-five and three, something like that. So a uh, terrific year going there. Uh, and we're going to touch base on it. We haven't seen a whole lot of details on this, and don't have a whole lot of details. But we'll we'll give you what we have, and we will we'll have to obviously look into this a little deeper and kind of figure out what's going on. But Texas Tech has suspended men's basketball coach Mark Adams for what the school is calling an inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment. According to the school, Adams was encouraging a player to be more receptive to coaching and reference Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters. Coach Adams apologized to the team after he found out the player was upset about the use of the Bible verse. And... Uh, athletic director Kirby Hocutt was made aware of the incident. He issued Adams a written reprimand, but then made the decision to suspend the coach to conduct a more thorough inquiry of Adams's interactions with his players and his staff. That uh, it's a difficult time for for Texas Tech basketball, and not that the two go together, but they do in 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 some ways. Ward, he was already feeling some pressure and some heat from outside because boosters, fans, 
whoever didn't feel like they were they performed this year to to the standard that they were accustomed to and what the, they felt like this team should. Uh, so he was feeling some heat already. This this situation will do him no good. I mean, no. it's it's this is this is a tough situation here. Uh, so you know, really, there's not a, a, a whole lot to to go into, but we'll do a little digging, a little checking to see what's what's going on. But uh, you know, I, I think it's literally going to be up to what they find out, and you know what what those practices and 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 that travel look like from their team's perspective. And, and I'll say this, I've met Coach Adams a couple of times, seems to be an incredibly nice gentleman. So, you know, I, who knows? So, but the fact remains that he has been suspended and that's going to be a tough, they've just got a tough situation going into the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, they'll be one and done. So. That's that's their situation there. All right, it is a 7-13, 13 minutes after 7. This is game time. We're going to get to all the Baylor basketball stuff. We're going to do that for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. What would you drive, by the way? I drove a 2023 Dodge Durango, fully loaded out with the Hemi in it. Uh, it was a extremely comfortable ride if you're looking for power and you're looking for a vehicle that will give you all the bells and whistles along with all the power that you possibly need dodge durango is the way to go it is a completely smooth ride uh and again it 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 almost drives itself and it will help you park it it will it 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 has some features on it that Mm -hmm. i've i've never really seen you ever seen air-conditioned seats? No. It has not only heated seats, it has air-conditioned seats as well. Well, doesn't that make sense? Well, I guess it <laughs> Especially does. Especially down here. I guess it does. <laughs> it was it was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. He slept in his car. I could have. <laughs> I could have. I could have could have just stayed right there in the parking lot of the Alamo Dome. It was it was very very comfortable. How cool! A lot is that? of fun. It also has the automated cruise control on it. Mm-hmm. You set the length of the car that you want to be in fr- behind, mm-hmm. and you just set the cruise. You want it. You want to stay within three car lengths of somebody, or you know, not get within three car lengths. Mm-hmm. It'll slow itself down. How about that? Just just keep on keep on cruising. Wow. Just set the cruise and. Rode down I-35 all the way home. Well, you could have gotten the back seat of those air-conditioned seats and just taken a nap yeah. on your way down. I don't know what I was doing in the driver's seat. <laughs> well, that's good Unbelievable. Stuff. Go go by and see the folks over there and, and test drive one of those. You'll be hooked. We salute Ted Teague mm-hmm. for uh, for taking care of good – well, that's just what Ted does. He takes good care of everybody. All right. Uh, here we go from the CNC Collision Center text line. Let's just rip through a couple of them here. Uh, first one from the 469 area code. Thank you, Ward, for broadcast of La Vega Girls. Good job. Go Pirates. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Uh, let's see. F1, I'm assuming it's Formula One. F1 started its year this weekend. Other than when they ca- came to Austin, is there any Texas interest in F1? Or have y'all put it in the same place as NASCAR? I, I don't know that there's any other 
event other than the one in Austin for that? I just I don't know. I don't think Dallas Isn't there has a race. One. I thought there was a race in Dallas, or what? Or maybe it's not Formula One. Maybe it's I. I maybe don't, it's Indy. Well, they do have Indy at, at yeah. Texas Motor Speedway. They do have that, but he's talking about the Grand Prix that runs through town. Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's another one other than Austin, and, and that's and a look, cool event. Yeah, I, I, you know. I don't watch much, if any, but I will watch NASCAR. I I, li- I told you guys I like NASCAR, mm-hmm. and I like it live. Now I'm just telling you, it's cool. It, it really is. The first ten or fifteen laps of a race maybe is as exciting of of, a, of an event of an event that I've ever seen. I like the qualifying. Oh, that, do you really? Yeah, that's fun. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm just telling you. I, if, if someone handed me tickets to go to Texas Motor Speedway, I'm all in. I said, hand me tickets. To t- <laughs> you know, I've done the morning show out there. That'd be cool. Several times, and it it is a lot of fun. I like to do it. Let's go. I'm telling you, it'd be fun. Uh, right Chet- there on the infield, they have a studio right by the track. Do they really on the infield? Yeah. How much fun would that be? It's a blast. I'll have to check and see when the next race of Texas Motor Speedway is. And I'm not kidding, man. The 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 thing when that first when they dropped that green flag. Oh man, those first ten or fifteen laps. There's, you know, when everybody is all bunched in there together and they mm-hmm. they let it fly. Yeah, that is some good stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It is. And I've I've been there for the NASCAR and I've been there for the Indy and those Indy cars. They're flying. Whoa. But the problem for me is it's not. It's almost like it's not racing because they get spread out all over the track. Where in in the NASCAR race. They're not going quite as fast, obviously, but man, they're they're jockeying for position mm-hmm. constantly. I yeah. mean, they're you know it's there's there's traffic, and again, NASCAR. I I, I I I've done it before. You you get the headsets, and you listen in on mm-hmm. on conversations. Pretty right. cool. Yeah, it's kind of like what XFL's doing for us on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can listen in. Uh, Chet says all okay, and I don't know what that means, but I read it. Uh, and uh, Jr. says. Let's see, but, 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 but what's JR say? I think Vegas was getting an F1 track I, uh, as well. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're having a, a, a event there as well. <laughs> he also wants to know, did Ward hit the gas pedal on the Hemi? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, so there you go. We're off and running. 718, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our guest. It was February 20th, 1979. Aaron, quite simply, it was the game in which Benny Johnson and Pat Nunley combined to score 62 in a big win over the Horn Frogs. Pat, what, what, when you think back on that historic game, what do you remember? Well, I remember Benny getting 50. <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
with replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hi, everybody. It's Jimmy with Advanced House Leveling. I just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done for us and our family over four decades. And I'm the funny, goofy dude on the radio, but this is kind of serious because your homes are serious. Nothing's funny about a foundation problem. If you do have a problem, give us a call, 254-235-4922, or fixitjimmy.com, and we'll do our best to protect your house. And once again, thanks, y'all. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas. Familiar faces making local decisions. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service. Good feet and advanced foundation repair. All right, 722. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. I thought Saturday, and I, Ward, I know you were kind of tied up. You had your, you had your day full with uh, high school basketball down in San Antonio. Uh, I, I thought Saturday was an incredibly interesting day in the Big Twelve, and I don't know why it happened this way. It could have been coincidence. I, I don't know, but when you look, when you go back and look at Saturday's scores and look, look how things kind of unfolded. Oklahoma State beating Tech. Texas beating Kansas, Oklahoma beating TCU, West Virginia uh, beating uh, uh, Kansas State, and Iowa State beating Baylor. It looked like most of the favorites, if not all the favorites, kind of got beat. And is it because the hay was in the barn, so to speak? Uh, it you know, 
I don't know. Does it, does it now change your mind on the Big 12 tournament? It oh, does mine. It doesn't mind. Oh, it does mine. I, I, don't, I don't want the Bears going into, into the NCAA tournament having lost two back-to-back to Iowa State. Uh, and they didn't play well on Saturday. I mean, say what, they just didn't. Iowa State won at 73-58. to 58. Baylor shot 35% in the game after shooting 27 or 28% in the first half. They just, they just couldn't get into the hole, and they just didn't seem to, and again, this is my observation, they just didn't seem to play with the same energy that they had been playing with. Now, why was that? Was that because it was the last game? Maybe it was the emotion of senior day? I don't know. Looking forward to the Big 12 tournament? Looking forward to the NCAA tournament? I I don't know. But they did not play with the same energy as Iowa State did, I can assure you that. And so, consequently, they get beat, finish the regular season 22-9, and 11-7 in the conference. And after the game, Scott Drew with Pat and John. You see a, a really poor shooting percentage. And, um, again, I'm sure some of that's locked up in the emotions of the last time in the Ferrell Center. And um, that's just different. Um, but it's not an excuse. It's just it is what it is. And uh, moving forward, we might look at how to do things and try to change things up. But uh, um, I know that uh, Iowa State uh, outplayed us. They outcoached us. Uh, they deserve to win. Uh, they're a good team, good coach. Um, but uh, we, we, we definitely uh, – um, didn't do many things uh, right, and when we did do things right, we couldn't sustain them. That's uh, Scott Drew. I mean, he. I mean, that to me, that just pretty much summed it up right there. That was Saturday, uh, in a nutshell. So, all right, rest time for a couple of days. Uh, then you travel to Kansas City for the Big Twelve tournament. It begins. Uh, it, well, the tournament actually begins on Wednesday, and uh, we'll have Pat. Uh, excuse me. We'll have John and Matt Mosley up there for us. And Wednesday night at 6, they're going to have like a Big 12 preview uh, program for us, 6 to 8 here on ESPN Central Texas. So I uh, look forward to that as, a, as John and, and Matt will uh, they'll, uh, preview the, uh, the program. And it's brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni. So here's what's going on on the men's side. Uh, the, the two Wednesday night games, the 8-9 the, uh, game will be West Virginia and Texas Tech. The 7-10 game will be Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Bedlam. How about that? They're going to go to Kansas City to have Bedlam. Then Thursday, full day of games, and it begins with ours. Baylor and Iowa State for the third time this year and back-to-back. Bears the uh, four-seed, Iowa State the five-seed, and that will be an 11-30 tip-off with an 11 o'clock broadcast sharp because we'll be the first game out of the box. So that'll be Thursday. Should the Bears win? Then they move on to play Friday night at 6. And then if you advance there, you play for the championship Saturday night at 5. So Baylor's game times, should they should they go through the tournament, will be 11.30 Thursday, 6 o'clock Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday. So keep that in mind. All right, on the women's side, uh, I, thought, I thought the Baylor women played hard, played tough, played well. They just did not have an answer for Madison Smith. She tossed in 30 points in the game, and West Virginia defeated Baylor 63-52. to Baylor a 19-11 overall, 10-8 in the conference. West Virginia 19-10 overall, 10-8 in the conference. After the game, Nikki Collin 
talking with uh, Derek and Sophia. You know, we just couldn't. You go one for nine from the line. That was the difference in the game. You know, we made one more basket than them. We out-rebounded them. You know, we turned it over way too much in the second half. We had six at the half, 12 in the second half. The, the problem was how they guarded us. And they congested, and we couldn't make shots. Um, you saw some of the shots Madison Smith made today. Contested, off-the-bounce threes. Like, they were playing four and five feet off of even Jamie. And, you know, we just we just were, you know, Bella missed a few early, and then all of a sudden we're trying to drive it through gaps that aren't there, and, and so we travel, and, and um, you know, we just, we just rushed. We just rushed. That's Nikki Collin talking about uh, the, uh, the Baylor game uh, Saturday evening in the Ferrell Center against West Virginia. So with, with that, the, uh, the Bears are going to be the sixth seed in the Big 12 tournament in, uh, in Kansas City, and they will play the last game on Friday night. They will play Iowa State on, uh, on Friday night at, uh, at uh, 7.30. So our broadcast, and we're going to have all of our women's games because we don't know when or if they're going to conflict with, with Baylor men's basketball. So we, we've elected to, to move all of the games for Baylor women from here on out uh, throughout the NCAA tournament and the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament to 104.9 FM. Uh, Iowa State and Baylor, 7.30, 7 o'clock broadcast time from Kansas City. Should they win, then they'll play at uh, 2.30 Saturday afternoon, and then on Sunday they'll play at 1 o'clock. So that would be that would be if the Bears, Lady uh, Baylor women's basketball team, get to the uh, championship, it would be at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Saturday it would be at 2.30, and they begin the tournament on Friday night at 7.30. The play-in games, by the way, uh, I call them playing games. The uh, first round games uh, on Thursday will be Tech and Kansas State, and then the uh, late game will be Kansas and TCU. So that'll be uh, Thursday night up in Kansas City. So again, John and Matt and Pat and uh, you know we, we'll, uh, Derek, Sophia, we'll have them all there, and uh, we'll have you covered wall to wall from Kansas City for the Phillips sixty six Big Twelve basketball tournament. Uh, obviously. For the Baylor women, I think it's an important basketball tournament. If you're, you know, looking to, uh, I, I think, don't you agree that they're in the NCAA tournament? I would think so. I think, it, I don't know that they're even a bubble team. I think they're no, probably in. They're, they're, I, I agree. I mean, this conference, uh, one went away from 20. I mean, resume is good enough. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, and then I was looking, uh, I guess the last, the last uh, bract, uh, bracketology I saw on the women had them, I think, as an eight seed. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, one other quick note, uh, c- congratulations to uh, Keontae George. He was named freshman of the year in the Big 12. He was also named to the second team, all Big 12 team. LJ Cryer was third team, and Adam Flagler was uh, – on the first team, all Big 12 Conference. So congratulations to those players for those honors. And by the way, the coach of the year, and rightfully so, Jerome Tang at Kansas State. Uh, terrific job there. All right, it is uh, 731. This is game time. We're going to get to Jerry Hill. We're going to do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. 
It's on to Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament for Nikki Collin and the Baylor women beginning play on Friday. Follow the Baylor women through March Madness on 104.9 FM. Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the John Moore Show online at centexsportsfan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Both the Baylor men and women lost their final game of the regular season as they head to the Big 12 postseason tournament. They both will face Iowa State, the men on Thursday and the women on Friday. The MCC men and women are both the number two seed at the Region 5 postseason tournament. The Highlanders play Midland on Wednesday at 5. The Highlassies play Odessa at 5 on Thursday. MCC baseball is on the road at San Jacinto today. That's the only game the Highlanders have scheduled this week. Baylor baseball earned a split of their four-game series with Youngstown State with a 9-7 win yesterday. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow night hosting Dallas Baptist. Baylor softball beat A&M 2-1 in eight innings to win the Ode to Joy Invitational with three wins and one loss. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, 735, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we welcome into the program, fresh off of a uh, weekend in Tahiti, uh, Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are we? Oh, that was Tahiti. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you were so busy Saturday, you didn't even speak to me. And I walked by you like six times. Oh. oh my gosh, Tom! I am so that, sorry. That may not have been beat being okay, busy. Okay, so maybe I didn't walk by you six times, but I did see you at the Feral Center. <laughs> All right. Well, good. You can at least you know confess that I was there. I, I acknowledge your presence. If you'll Thank acknowledge you, mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you make of Saturday? Let's start on the men's um, side. I mean, yeah. first of all, the entire men's side. Not just Baylor, but I mean, the whole Big 12 was wacky on Saturday. Yeah, it was just, um, you know, I guess I was talking to John Werner about it. It just, it it felt like it had been a long time since they had had like a stinker. Like they had had, you know, a couple of, you know, so-so games, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think of was maybe the second half of the Kansas game or maybe going all the way back to Marquette. I mean, they they haven't had a game where they had played that poorly, you know. So I, I'm not going to say they were due for that, but um, you know, it's just I do think it was just one of those days where things just weren't going right. I don't think it's a case. Now I will say this, and and this could this could be, um, you know, the the zone defense, all the different defenses they threw at them, but particularly the zone defense, they really struggled with that. That you wonder, do, you wonder if that's like a blueprint for other teams. You know, do they use the same thing? Now they've played some other zones, but I, I think it was just the way Iowa State played it. You know, and obviously you got to turn right around and play them this next week. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments are made before then. When you look at not having the success that they wanted to have against Iowa State, I guess you mm-hmm. can say it was laying an egg. I don't know, but right. How much does that change your perception of what they need to do in the Big 12 tournament? Ward, I think when you look at their overall resume, I don't know that it changes it a whole lot. I mean, I think they're at worst a three in my mind. I think they're at worst a three. Um, you could certainly play your back, play your way back to the two line if you had a really good tournament. Um, honestly, I think if you won a game, I think it maybe puts you back on the two. Um, but certainly, if you could get to the final, I think you're I think you're a two seed. So maybe a little bit, you know, you'd like to, you know, again, you'd like to get a little momentum going into the into the NCAA tournament. So um, you know, back to back losses wouldn't do that. So I think it does in that sense. I think uh, you do want to get uh, a win over them, and and you know, get. I mean, that's a team that handed you two of your losses. So I think you certainly will be motivated for that game. And, and that's exactly what I said. I, you know, if they would have beat Iowa state Saturday, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about what happened in Kansas city, quite frankly. I mean, right. seriously, right. but now it changes my perspective on how they go about things because I, I, I do want them to go in and play well against Iowa state, get a win. And then, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. I, I, and and yeah. I, I know that's I, people are going, what, what's wrong with you? But, I really don't care because there's nothing else that's going to get done. And right. why not rest your legs? I mean, quite frankly. And and you mentioned it 
you know, earlier that, you know, how wacky the league was Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's been pretty wacky the whole year. I mean, it's just been where literally, you know, I think Scott mentioned it, you know, you can see a one and you can see a 10 in, in front of a team and it just doesn't really matter. So um, I, I think you could see some of that at the big 12 tournament too, because you're going to have some teams that are maybe a little bit more desperate. I think those bottom four teams all need to do something uh, at the big 12 tournament to have a chance to get in. So, um, you know, how, how much does that change everything? You know, cause I think your top six, well, I know your top six are all in uh, you could, you know, uh, argue about seeding and all that, but I think the top six are in and then, you know, the bottom four, I think they've got to really do something at the big 12 and, and uh, maybe even win it. But, you know, yeah, I think that's going to, that should be interesting to see how that affects the tournament. For the Baylor women, is it a different story in your mind? Um, You know, they've been kind of strange most of the year. Um, I don't know that it completely surprised me. Again, I thought they, same way with the men, I thought they would be motivated because they lost the last game to them, you know, with the men, it was the first game. So it was so long ago, maybe that wasn't that much of a factor, but with the women and, and they, it had been a while since they had played West Virginia too, but the, you lost to them on the road. So I thought they would be motivated. You had a chance to finish um, in a, in a tie for third in the league. I think they still would have been like the four seed, but um, you know, you would have helped yourself. Now I will say this, based on matchups because i i said this maybe before the pairings even came out because i couldn't remember i I didn't know exactly where they were going to be seated or anything but the way it turned out um they if they had won they would have played oklahoma state um they would have been the four seed playing oklahoma state as the five seed i believe that's right um but this way they're playing uh, iowa state now they had got they had gotten beat by oklahoma state twice and i didn't think they uh, and particularly in the one at o- Oklahoma State, they weren't even competitive that much. So I think this, strangely, is a little better matchup because they're playing Iowa State, a team that they beat on the road and should have beat here, you know, went to overtime, believe double overtime against them. So I think it's a better matchup for them, at least in that first game in the quarterfinal. And even even looking beyond that, um, you kept you stayed away from – several of the teams that you might have struggles with because Texas is the one. I don't know that you really wanted to play them. And, and Oklahoma is the two. Again, you've beaten them on the road uh, and, and you should have beaten them here and went to overtime. So I think the matchup and that part of the bracket is better for them. Um, but like I said, I, I think, again, you want to build momentum going into postseason. And, and they certainly didn't do it uh, with, with Saturday's game. Do you feel like they played uh, – and here's what I said. I said they, I, I thought they played hard. I thought they gave a great effort. They just did not have an answer for Smith. Right. I mean, you know, you look at the stats and numbers, that's the one That's the one difference. And, I mean, they could not stop her. I think she was like seven of eight from two. Um, you know, she missed some three-pointers. And, and, honestly, the way she was shooting, I was surprised every time she missed because she, she was just that on – I mean, her previous high was 24, and she had 20 by halftime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of the difference in the game when you look at one player scoring 30. And I know before this, and maybe even before the last meeting, um, Nikki had talked about they're better, um, West Virginia is better 
when they have a, a good third and four score. But this one, they didn't really need it. They had one score that put up 30 points, so they didn't really need anybody else to do that much. Um, and, and then I, I, Kaya Watson hit a couple of three-pointers there in the fourth quarter at the start when Baylor took forever to even score. So that was the difference in the game. Really, those two players uh, was Madison Smith going off for 30 and then Kaya Watson hitting those two big threes at the start of the fourth quarter. Baylor softball 17-2 and two on the season. Just how good is this softball team? Yeah, I think they showed it this weekend, Ward. I mean, uh, you're down 8-3 in, in the seventh inning against Sam Houston. And Sam Houston had beaten A&M earlier in the day, so it's not like they're a complete fluke. Uh, um, I believe they have a losing record for the year, but they're good. And, you know, you score six runs in the seventh inning to beat them. So I, I think that was a big thing. And I think that kind of carried over into the next day because obviously they took care of Sam Houston in the first game. Uh, Riley Crandall, the, the freshman pitcher, pitched really well. And then I, I just thought the last game against A&M was, was really kind of a classic. I mean, it was, you know, two former Big 12 rivals, two teams. I, I know A&M's not ranked right now, but they're really good. That's a good team. Um, and and maybe not the the best offense, um, but when Emily Kennedy's in the circle, she, she's really good. Um, and then the one uh, Levitt that came after her was really good as well. So I, it was just a really good game, really good softball game. And I, I I just think Baylor being able to pull that one out and going three and one this weekend was huge for them. And I guess to answer your question, I think they're really good. I think they're probably top fifteen good. Like. I think this is a team that could host a regional at the end of the year. And, and finally, let's talk a little bit about baseball. Uh, I, and no. I don't know where, where it goes, <laughs> but good gracious to get yeah. the win against Youngstown State on Sunday and get that series split at two apiece. We don't know how. Yeah. I mean, that could be a big game for them eventually, but uh, you just don't want to drop three out of four at home. Uh, and right. they didn't. They got it done. I, the maybe the silver lining in that series for me at least was the the starting pitching was at least respectable. Um, I, I think uh, you know certainly Blake Helton on Friday was really good, and I, mm-hmm. that's the Blake Helton I thought I would see. And then you know really the whole weekend I thought the starters were all pretty good. Uh, I mean Kobe Andrade was was just an opener on Sunday, but you know I thought the first your weekend starters were good. They 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 kept you in the game and 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 in some cases like Mason Marriott had a really good start so I think that's something you can build on and something you needed to happen and then you know the way that they uh, uh, not fought but you know at least uh, you know kept battling in some of those games uh, you've got to figure out the back end of the bullpen because you know that was that was what cost you too. That's the that's the tough thing is you were in position to actually sweep that series, which I think they thought they could do. It was weren't uh, they a, weren't it, they a pitch away on Friday night? One, I believe that. I, yeah, I, believe I, that's I right. swear I think you know, I know we've seen a lot of sports between Friday and Sunday, but I, I, I my right. memory, I think they were a pitch away from getting the W on Friday night. Yeah, and they had, uh, I, I mean, they had a three run lead in the ninth with two outs because I mean there were runners on base but they had a three-run lead in the ninth with, with two outs. So you you just got to finish that off. You got to figure mm-hmm. out a way to get one out. Like you said, one strike, uh, and they were that close. And then, you know, um, they lost a late lead as well in, in one of the games on Saturday. So, 
Uh, you know, those are tough, but I do think they at least have some stuff to build on from this weekend where you really didn't the weekend before at Duke. All right, Jerry. Uh, man, I know it's it's been pr- pretty much a mild weekend, but uh, That's right. what are you it'll, working? It'll start, it'll start building up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's bound to be some game. Yeah, I'm working on a uh, feature uh, on A.J. Stewart, the uh, new Baylor running backs coach, and that'll uh, be coming out either the toward the end of this week or first of next week. And then I travel to Kansas City on Wednesday to go to the Big 12 tournament and have the men on Thursday and the women on Friday and see how far we're all up there. Okay, Jerry. So here's the thing. I know you're going to get me a t-shirt souvenir. T- it's yeah, a size yeah. medium, size medium, size me- <laughs> medium or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a medium with several X's. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you one from Stroud uh, <laughs> chicken place. That, John Warner with him going, we will definitely go to Stroud. I bet you will. Hey, thanks yeah. man. Have a great trip and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate See you it. later. That's Jerry Hill from the uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider. Good stuff. All right, 748. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and brought to you by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, 1810 Herring. Oh, man, oh, man, you get your brand-new day, brand-new week going. Why not have lunch today at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers? You can get your burger any way you want it, and, uh, you know, look, they're not going to cook it until you order it, so you're going to have fresh ingredients a fresh patty, fresh, fresh uh, veggies. Uh, they're going to toast the bun for you. Oh, it's going to be so good. You're going to love it. You can have a double. You can have a triple. You can have a four by four, and I've actually seen it done. I didn't do it, but I've seen it done, a four by four. And you can do that at Double or Old Fashioned Hamburgers. All your favorite drinks, your favorite uh, sides to go with it, fries, curly fries, t- onion ring, all that stuff. It's all right there at 1810 Herring, and, of course, a great sports conversation from the time you walk in the door to the time you leave. You're going to love it. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, March 16th, and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and men's golf coach Mike McGraw. That's Thursday, March 16th from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Are you trying to drive me bananas? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> well, wouldn't you guys be glad? <laughs> if... <laughs> that was so dumb. Wouldn't you guys be glad? Oh, I got my phone on. You're a mess. That was Jim Dunham. That's my buddy. Wouldn't you guys be glad if we came to give you a free estimate for foundation repair? And we repair? Knock, knocked on your door. Well, we'd have to. Or ring the bell, I guess. Ring, ring. So you guys give us a call if you have any concerns about your foundation. You ain't gonna play. 254-235-4922. Or fixitjimmy.com. Ring, ring. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps. Turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. 
Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas, familiar faces making local decisions. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Both the Baylor men and women lost their final game of the regular season as they head to the Big 12 postseason tournament. They both will face Iowa State, the men on Thursday and the women on Friday. The MCC men and women are both the number two seed at the Region 5 postseason tournament. The Highlanders play Midland on Wednesday at 5. The Highlassies play Odessa at 5 on Thursday. MCC baseball is on the road at San Jacinto today. That's the only game the Highlanders have scheduled this week. Baylor baseball earned a split of their four-game series with Youngstown State with a 9-7 win yesterday. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow night hosting Dallas Baptist. Baylor softball beat A&M 2-1 in eight innings to win the Ode to Joy Invitational with three wins and one loss. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know that on this day in 1985, Mike Tyson had his debut boxing match and he knocked out Hector Mercedes one minute and 47 seconds into the first round <laughs> in Albany, New York. Did you ever get to see him box? There was, okay, I don't know if y'all saw this, but a couple years ago, you he had that pay-per-view thing where he fought another like 50 year old, old. Yeah. another aging guy. That's yeah. the only time I've seen him live. <laughs> I didn't get to see him in his prime. Unfortunately, you want to talk about power. God, he had power. He, he would go on to earn a career record of 15, six with 44 knockouts. And also his first 19 wins were via knockout. And 12 of those 19 victories were in the first round. Some yeah. of them were in the first minute. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't mess around. <laughs> And Mike Tyson is also the youngest heavyweight champion in WBC, WBA, and IBF history, as well as the first heavyweight boxer to hold all three heavyweight championships in those promotions Read at the that same again. time. Read that again. 
He was the youngest heavyweight champion in WBC, WBA, and IBF history. Stop. That's what's wrong with boxing. Yes. There's 75 leagues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you better have the alphabet out to figure out who's doing what. You want to know what the fastest boxing match Mike Tyson ever had? 37 seconds. No. Nine seconds. No. What is it? You were close. 30 seconds. He knocked out Marvis Frazier uh, on July 26, 1986. And it was... 30 seconds into <laughs> the match. Train for six months and you get 30, 30 seconds. seconds. How about the pay-per-view fans? Yeah. Oh, man. I remember that was part of, that was the deal with Mike Tyson. A lot of people shied away from it because they were like, that's right. I, I don't, I won't get to see, but 30 seconds or a minute <laughs> of a fight. What when, am I paying $75 yeah. for? When me and my buddies would look at, you know, are we going to do this? You looked at the undercard. You didn't look at you didn't look at who he was boxing. You looked at the undercard and went, "Anybody like any of these?" Because that's what we're going to get. You're not getting you're not getting the show. The show's going to be over in thirty seconds or a minute. Yeah, and you're right. That was always the problem. Also, he had one thirty seconds, thirty seven seconds, thirty nine seconds, and thirty nine seconds. Holy were moly! His top five. Figure out how much that is an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike Tyson with his professional boxing debut on this day in 1985. Also, on this day in 1997, the first ever Big 12 men's basketball tournament started in Kansas City at the Kemper Arena. That's re- that's renamed to something else now, isn't it? I don't Is know. Is it still Kemper Arena? I don't know. I don't know if it's the same arena Mu- that they play now. I know now. the women play theirs at Municipal, which is the old arena. Uh, so anyway, yeah. And also on this day in 1940, the great Willie Stargell was born. He was born in Earlsboro, Oklahoma in 1940, seven time all-star two time world series champion and 1979 national league MVP. And he is also one of six players to record a 530 foot plus foot home run. Who'd he play for run? The Pittsburgh pirates. Mm Mm-hmm. We, did you have to read that, or did you know? What was their slogan when the Pirates were cooking with Willie Stargell? What was their slogan? We, we are, are family. family. And they'd play that song. Uh, and the the other five MLB players to hit a 530-plus home run are Dave Kingman in 1976. Seattle. The Cubs. Oh, he's with the Cubs then, huh? And 2004, Adam Dunn did it. He hit it 535 feet for the Reds. Then yeah. Willie Stargell hit his in 1978 for the Pirates. He hit, also hit at 535 feet. And then Reggie Jackson in the All-Star game in 1971 hit at 539 feet. 71, he'd have been in Oakland A, wouldn't he? Uh, Correct. Correct. Was he? Was. he? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And also in 1953, Mickey Mantle, 565 feet. <laughs> then mm. the, the longest recorded home run in Major League history, 1921, Babe Ruth. 575 feet. And that's back when they just didn't hit home runs. He was doing something that nobody did in the game. Wow. And doing it well. Yeah. Why he had a beer and a hot dog in the dugout. (laughs) Yeah. And and may if it would have been with Boston, he probably pitched five innings the day before. Who's with the Yankees in that one? Okay. All right. There you go. Good stuff. 759. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to visit with uh, Marcus Willis, the head coach of La Vega, the uh, state champion 
Vega Lady Pirates. We'll do that next, but right now, John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics, including men's and women's basketball, wrapping up regular season play, now headed to the Big 12 tournaments. Details straight ahead on this Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. During Ram Truck Month, shop the greatest selection of new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks have all the quality for work or play. With impressive towing capabilities, heavy-duty payload capacity, smooth ride, and a luxury feel interior design. If you're looking for a truck that can do it all, come see the possibilities of a Ram truck. And if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams. Shop AllenSamuelsDCJ.com or come in to see us today at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a rough day Saturday in the Farrell Center. Baylor men's basketball dropped a 73-58 decision to Iowa State to end the regular season. The Bears finish as the number four seed headed into the Big 12 tournament this week in Kansas City. Good news on Sunday, senior guard Adam Flagler named first team all Big 12. LJ Cryer made the third team and Keontae George, the Big 12's freshman of the year. Later in the day on Saturday, Baylor women's basketball dropped a 63-52 decision to West Virginia to end the regular season. They will now head into Big 12 tournament play as the number six seed and a matchup with Iowa State on Friday at Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City. Here is Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. Well, I mean, we just we have to do just that. You know, we got to turn the page and. Um, unfortunately for our fans, and I, I, I feel bad that this is how we finished out the fourth quarter. I feel bad for our seniors, um, you know, but, but we tend to play better on the road. So hopefully, you know, what we've been traveling with all season, we take on the road with us. Um, because when you look around, I know, I know the SEC and the Big, the, the big Ten had um, their top four seed in the semis. Um, but I also know that there were a lot of upsets in those first couple of rounds. Uh, when you look at um, – the Pac-12 tournament. You got three versus six in the championship game tomorrow. So it's the time of year where uh, records go out the window, um, seeds go out the window, just who you're matched up with. Um, you know, we play Iowa State first. We were one and one against them. And, you know, one of them was obviously an overtime game here. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenging first-round game, but um, it's another opportunity to play a top 25 team. And, and believe me, it's a road game. Nikki Collin and the Bears opening Big 12 tournament play Friday at 7.30 against third seed Iowa State. Also from the weekend, Baylor Equestrian drops a 12-7 decision to TCU. Baylor Baseball splits a four-game series with Youngstown State. Softball goes 3-1 on the weekend, including a stirring 2-1 eight-inning victory over A&M to finish the tournament on Sunday. And men's tennis splits a pair of matches against Arizona State and Furman on Sunday. 
And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Off the iron, no good. And the La Vega Lady Pirates are your 2022-2023 4A state champions. Your final score from the Alamo Dome, La Vega 46 and Sunnyvale 38. Ward White's on the call for the state championship. La Vega, a winner, the Class 4A state champion, and their head coach, Marcus Willis, joins us right now. First of all, Coach, congratulations. Very excited for you guys. Uh, are, are you still on cloud nine this morning? <laughs> First and foremost, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I guess you can say that I, right now. I don't really know how to feel. Um, I just definitely great to be a La Vega pirate right now. Coach that the game on Saturday, let's start with the championship game. Never trailed in that basketball game. Got off to the quick start that you wanted to get. But your bench play outscored them 23 to nothing. How important was your bench through the entire run through the playoffs? Um, definitely important. Um, you know, we talked about this all throughout this playoff run, throughout the whole entire season, how strong we were, how how deep we were, and we knew eventually um, that that was going to help us win a state championship. Uh, we executed the game plan. Um, you know, most don't know, and most people don't see this stat, but we played 12 girls in a state championship game. It's probably almost unheard of. Coach, was there any concern on your part and on the staff's part about getting back up on that quick turn? I mean, you were in a very emotional, very highly contested game against Glen Rose on Friday afternoon. Then you had to turn around and come right back the next day. Any concern about your kids being mentally ready to go? No, no, sir. I mean, we, we're, we're built for that. You know what I mean? Uh, we already kind of had the expectation. You know, we had the same, the same, the same process, the same format the, the week before in the regional tournament. Um, and of course, and the, 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 the treacherous schedule that we put for these girls allowed us to be able to, to prepare, prepare for, prepare for this moment. Uh, so now, I mean, we wasn't worried about the quick turnaround. Uh, we were able to watch and, and scout Sunnyville and Bernie after we played. And of course we had several trim on them as well too. And so the girls executed the game plan. Hats off to my assistant coaches for format, a great game plan. Um, we came out with a W. Talk about that for just a second. You mentioned uh, a moment ago your preparation to get to this point. You played in some tournaments November, December that prepared you for just about anything. Is That was by design, was it not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the expectation was, to win a state championship. Uh, you know, Ward and I talked about this throughout his uh, whole run with me. Every time we talked about anything, we, it was always state championship. And I'm going to tell you something, some, and this, this comment may go over some people's heads, but the overall goal was to win it back-to-back -back before we even won the first one. So we're already planning for it to head back to San Antonio right now. It's absolutely no days off, uh, no complaints, no excuses, no handouts. We just work hard. And we prepared that schedule the way that we did to make sure we get to San Antonio. That's exactly what we did. What is the defensive mindset? What makes your team so good defensively and, and using the entire court defensively? Well, we knew that playing our style of basketball, the control, the chaos of 94 feet, would win, win this um, tournament. Um, 
I think I said this last week, if you can't play defense, you can't play for me. Our girls buy into that. Um, they buy into understanding that our defense is our best offense, you know, and we, we're going to cause you to turn the ball over. In a normal game, y'all, in a normal setting, um, that scores probably will be different, but it was a lot on the line, so nerves were on the line, so we missed some layups. We didn't score a lot in transition the way that we normally do. Um, you know, you look at Sunnyville, we didn't really turn the ball. We, we, we caused them to call it. We caused 16 turnovers, I think, um, Sunnyville, but, I mean, on the average, we, we know we're averaging, you know, 28 to 30 turnovers. So Sunnyville didn't turn the ball over as much as we would like them to. Uh, the overall goal was to get out blazing and running and keep them chasing us and us continue to play our game. And that's exactly what we did. I think we led the game for, what, 31 minutes, 32 minutes almost. Coach, how, how does defense create offense? Uh, we work a lot about this control, chaos, and pressure. Uh, we give you different angles, and we, we throw a lot at you. So you really don't know where the trap is coming from. We don't know when we're going to trap. Um, and then we just work a lot of defensive compacts and just taking angles to, to dictate where the offense is going to go. Um, we, we've gotten so good at it because we work at it so so much. Um, it's kind of like we already know where it's going to go, and we're just ready for that flex and we're ready for that pass. We can just intercept. If you can see how Kalia ended the game, uh, like a free safety coming out of nowhere to catch that last pass, <laughs> you know, you just start thinking, you know, we wear you down and, and we force you to start doing things we want you to do. Speaking of Kalea Parr, MVP in the tournament, but your team is full of MVPs, isn't it? Night in and night out, somebody takes that role. Absolutely. And go back to last week, regional finals. We had 14 girls on a roster. We played we play 14 girls in a regional final. It's almost unheard of. So I can tell you at the end of the day, uh, I had a JV girl that played JV and you know, varsity throughout the mix. She came in the last two or three minutes of the game, and she looked like she was an MVP. Uh, Lele Bradley. So I can tell you, you know, uh, MVP on against Glenn Rose. I thought Ra had a great game. Um, of course, Khalil let you know play well. Um, Sunnyville, you looked at Dre. I think Dre stood out. Um, I think Kenzie uh, had a great game. I think uh, Angela had a great game as well too. I mean, yeah, you we just have so many different MVPs. We we, we bought into um, Solange and Sydney. I can tell everybody. I just can keep t- t- telling your names on our roster because, you know, everybody bought into playing their role. Everybody everybody bought into to doing their part. And once you have kids to truly commit to each other, have a great assistant coach and a great admin admin staff that supports you like 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 our, our admin staff supports us, I mean, you get this end result. You get a state championship. And the fact that you go 13, 14 deep creates creates, I guess wouldn't you say it creates a lot of continuity and, and, and chemistry on your basketball team because the kids know, hey, look, I work hard. I'm going to get some minutes. Right. Absolutely. You know, and like I said, that's a stat that, that most won't even look at. You know what I mean? Um, but you make them – you force them to compete against each other. Uh, whether you play two minutes, whether you play 20 minutes, you know, it's up to you what you do with those minutes that you get. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you an opportunity. Um, so a great opportunity for someone to be able to play in a state championship. It gives you a, a different taste in your mouth. It, it, it wants it, you, you want to get back to San Antonio next year. So I hope I did that for these young ladies um, because the plan is to get, to get back. Still the best moment in the tournament, I think belongs to the lady pirates with Mitchell as quickly as she was able to get her shorts to Johnson because of the blood on and the official telling her she could not come back in the game. Coach, that was that was a 
moment of moments in a state basketball tournament that those girls just traded shorts right there on the sidelines. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wanted to say a real true MVP was Kaya Mitchell. <laughs> yes, because, you know, out of, out of the blue. Uh, that was a NASCAR uh, pace change there. Oh, my goodness. It was it was so fast. I almost couldn't remember it. You know what I mean? Like, we said, somebody give her a short. And Kaya quickly just dropped him. He swept, he swapped him. He was able to get Dre back in the game. You know, Dre was on a roll. You know, uh, Dre was kind of down on herself because, you know, she, she didn't go her well, uh, didn't go her way in Grim Rose. Again, like I said, anybody can go on on any given night. Uh, so she didn't, she wasn't happy with her performance in Grim Rose. We told her it was okay. Uh, she was still down when we told her she was okay. We got up that morning and we got to our workout prior to the state championship. <clears throat> and I can remember she just said, Coach Marcus. I said, yes, ma'am. She just opened her arms out. She said, come give me a hug. And I just gave her a hug. And I said, you ready? She said, yes, sir. I said, you ready to go get this? She said, yes, sir, I am. I said, we're going to ride this state championship with you and your sisters. But more importantly, you, Kenzie, and Fafak, which is Jaden Eichelhart, our three seniors, we're going to win this thing through you three. And at the end of the day, if you look at those last eight minutes, those three seniors carried us to a state championship, along with all the support from the bench, and along with Angel Carroll and Kalia finishing out on that last five. Coach, thanks. Uh, just wanted to get you on and congratulate you again. Well, job well done. And, man, excited to watch your basketball team again next year. Thank you all so much. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you following us. Uh, we felt like we couldn't have done it without you guys. So thanks to our community. Um, we love you guys. We thank you all for the support. Um, get ready for um, – us to get, get ready to repeat this thing. All right. Sounds good. Thank hey, you again. Thanks, Coach. See thanks, you later. Coach. Uh, so, state championship, man, it just doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't. That was a fun, fun trip. When you saw him the first time, did you kind of have a, an, a pretty, pretty good inkling that, hey, if this thing doesn't just doesn't blow up? I think I, I walked in here and told you guys, There's look out. Beat them. If, if, if somebody beats this team, I want to see that team. Yeah. Because they were that good. Well, congratulations again to LaVega. Good stuff. And job well done there, uh, Mr. Ward-White. All right, uh, we are uh, presented by Alan Samuels, brought to you by Circle Drugs. Circle Drugs at 3211 Robinson Drive. I, I saw this the other – I've told you about this a million times, but I saw it from my own two eyes the other day. There were three cars in line at the, uh, the drive-thru, and somebody had a notepad and a clipboard and a pencil, and they were out at car number three – getting their information so they could take care of them. I mean, that's the kind of service you get at Circle Drug. It's locally owned. It's an independent pharmacy. Uh, they, they just do an incredible job of taking care of their customers. It's customers first. That's what uh, uh, Steve Doc Everett has always been about. Doc wants to make sure that everybody is uh, is treated just like they uh, you know just like family just like somebody close in the family and that's what they do they got free delivery to your home or to your office they do that for you uh, and again if if you go to Circle Drug at thirty two eleven Robinson Drive you can go in you can go to the drive through you can go to the walk up window or they'll come out to the car to you. I mean, that's, it's that kind of service. They've got it all for you. They've got diabetic testing supplies. I know because I have them. Uh, they've got uh, all kinds. They, they take care of your vaccines. I know because that's where I get my vaccines. Uh, and, again, they've got uh, uh, great over-the-counter medications to take care of you as well. You're going to love doing business with Circle Drug. They're 3211 Robinson Drive. Next time you need a prescription field, 
Uh, have your uh, have your doctor call 662-0774. That's 662-0774 for Circle Drug. Recently on Game Time. So the other day when we were talking about whatever it was I was talking about, it's Thursday, <laughs> so we went into axe throwing. This was invented in the Middle Ages, I'm sure, across the ocean. 100 miles In the Middle more. East or Middle Asia. Middle we're Asia. Asia. Where, is that? Where, where exactly is that? In the middle. Oh, well, of course it is. <laughs> Isn't it in the middle of the world? Kind of depends on where the earth is turning. <laughs> yeah, because it changes, right? <laughs> Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In Waco, Texas, we love the holiday season. At home, at work, or out with family and friends. It's simply a special time. From all of us at Jeff Hunter Toyota, we're wishing you a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. 
From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas. Familiar faces making local decisions. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. <laughs> it's 819. It's Monday. We're, we're busy. We're doing all kinds of fun things. <laughs> uh, oh, it's already Monday. Why are morning. you laughing? Just, Sounds like you're doing stand-up over here, Tom. I know, Tom. What are you doing over there in your corner? <laughs> uh, you're stressing out already. I know. You're going to give yourself a heart attack if you're not careful. Excuse me? Be careful. Is that what you say to a guy? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You're stressing yourself out. You're stressing me out. Oh, my. Breathe. All right. It's, uh, it's okay. Here we go. It's 8, 20, 20 minutes after 8. What do you got for us this morning? <laughs> we should all go do yoga is what we got. Um, international kiteboarding. Have you seen this? I it's have. Like, it's craziness. You get on a surfboard, and then your, I guess, I don't know, it's, you steer it by a kite, and you're on water, so it's like windsurfing, snowboarding, you, and it's a kite, basically. They do it all over Port Aransas. That is so, well, I couldn't do it. It's, they say it's the most fast, or it's the fastest growing extreme sport in the world right now, and it can be very addictive. That looks nothing addictive to me. I'd rather jump out of a very good airplane than do that. People do it on lakes. They do it in, 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 on surfboards, but they also have a a different type of board that you can, and I don't know if it's a paddle board or what it is, but you can do it on a lake. I think that, yeah, so you have to have, you have different So we could go down here to the, we could take Tom down to the Brazos and get him to do it. (laughs) Tom. I'm telling you, I I don't have a problem doing it. You would, you would do this? Yes, yes, absolutely. Kiteboarding. Listen, I parasail. I love to parasail. Oh, no, thank you. What if that rope, if that thing breaks while you're in the air behind uh-huh. the boat, you're going straight down into the water with the fishes uh-huh. and the sharks? And spoken no, from a person you. who's who would the fishes, yeah, <laughs> you know, Nemo, <laughs> Nemo, Dory. <laughs> what was the other girl's name? Dory, Dory, Nemo, and Dory. I love that movie. Anyways, I will. I don't like to parasail. And I don't think I could do kiteboarding. First, you have to have balance. You have to have strength. You got to be strong to do this. Oh, heck yeah. And guess what? They have in 2023, it actually starts tomorrow. It's the Pan American Kiteboarding Championships. Really? Uh huh. It's somewhere across the ocean. But, 100 miles or more? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> they say, though, this can be really rough on your knees and your ankles and your shoulders, which I could see that because you think about it. You've got to hold on. To your kite thing, you got to use your knees and your ankles to stand firm. And when you're in the wind, you're flying through the air. It's craziness. Anyways, I thought it was cool. It's really How do they score? I think it has probably by staying on the thing and not falling off. Do you have to do tricks? Yeah, you have to do, like, you can watch them. They do flips and turns. And, of course, you know, I think it's judged. The more difficult aerial things that you do the more points that you get by the judges so there's probably multiple te- multiple themes it's probably that 
the length you stay on the board, mm-hmm. and then all that stuff. And yeah, the length, the time, as far as you go, how mm-hmm. many spins and turns. You know, kind of like ice skating, they judge you on certain criteria. It's the same thing, but um, it's really popular in South Africa, Puerto Rico, and Brazil. Like, they have extreme Red Bull uh, teams going on over there. But I thought it was kind of cool. I wouldn't do it personally. Um, Hey, hang on a second. I would do that before parasailing or... Jumping out of a uh-uh. perfectly good plan. She's uh-uh. sitting there bashing this. I'm not bashing it. I just said I wouldn't do it. I but think it's cool. But you'll skydive. Yes. <laughs> what happens no. if things go wrong skydiving? Then I guess it's my time to go. But you won't do that. No. I am terrified of the ocean. There are fishes in there. Fishes? And, squ- <laughs> and squirrely things and sharks and turtles. There's and squirrels in the ocean? Seaweed. Squirrels? You said squirrels. I said squirrels. There might be some swimming squirrels. I don't know. Swimming squirrels. I don't know. Like there's the flying turtles. Squirrel? There's turtles. There's eels. There are flying fish. See, but not you ever swimming seen them? squirrels. Have you ever seen yeah. flying fish? I've seen them in Galveston. Oh yeah, they're cool. What is a? F- they have wings. They come out of the ocean and they. Yeah. Well, I, I, we're not messing with you this time. Like this is legit. There's actually look it up. They call them flying fish. They don't like fly use the Google. They don't. Yeah. They don't <laughs> call them flying fish. They are flying fish. But how do they fly? I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, they have Nemo Nemo fins, and they just shoo, take off. Like they got to go fast to get up in the air, I guess. But that could be dangerous because if a seagull comes by and it's jumping up, that seagull could just fly down and catch it. See, that's why I don't get in the ocean. Why do I want to be with all that stuff? <laughs> I can go to like the aquarium and watch it. Can you see this stuff? Yes. And they're like they jump out of the water. Oh my goodness, do they see, jump? See, they get well. Their wings are. Their wingspan's a lot bigger than I thought. So they, they have, have wings. Yeah. These fish have wings. Yeah. You never seen that? No. But they're awesome. They have it down in Galveston and Port oh, Aransas yeah. area. Oh yeah, yeah I, I've seen them. That's the oh. only place I've seen them. I Road guess trip. I need to go down there and go fish watching. <laughs> Road fish trip. watching. Road trip. Here we go. Yeah. No, I don't get in the ocean. Maybe up to my toes. Like the water comes up to your toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really deep. <laughs> I'm just. Yep. I just don't do it. I want to, I want to see what's you know. I love the ocean. Yeah, well you so much. Go on, go on. That's why you and Tom like cruises because you like to get in the ocean. It's just the ocean's just. I've a, seen the flying fish on the boat. Yep. It I'll flies onto the boat. No, it doesn't fly onto the boat. You're you see on the it boat. from you, the boat. You, you uh, see it from the boat. That's where I saw it. Nope, 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 nope. Board and I are the same page on this one. Yeah. Anyways, kite boarding. Give it a try next time you're. On your next cruise, you should try it. I and get, have your wife I and your daughter you like video you doing this. I'm telling you, we're going in July. I might do it. Do it. And do the parasailing thing. I want to I want a video of I it. I love that. I, I want to see it. <laughs> it's fun. I want to see it. You hear that rope? Oh, gosh. The tension of the rope. <laughs> the you tension know, on the rope. When the see? wind, when the, if there's a gust to wind, you hear that rope And it sounds popping. like it's going to snap oh, and you're going to fall. It, yeah, and that's abso- okay with you. But absolutely. you will not... Have jump out of a perfectly good airplane with the well, parachute. Well, I've been trained. To, I've been trained to, to guide the. I've been trained. <laughs> I've been trained to guide the wind or guide where you're sailing through the sky. And you get sail. In, the, in the water, you get life jackets. There's no. There's no life jacket alternative for skydiving. You have a parachute and you have a backup one. You yeah, got two. Yeah, and the sharks will eat the life jacket. Thank too. you. Sure. Thank well, what, you. If, what if you're old for two? Well, then I guess I'm gone. Or... Okay. I, I don't it's know. It's 826. Go sell something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 26 after 8. This is...
Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's on to Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament beginning on Thursday. Follow the Bears through March Madness here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Welcome back to The Naked Truck. It's time to answer more listener questions. Today's note comes from Josh, and Josh writes, Dear Pickup Outfitters, can you please help me with my wife? I bought a new truck, which I love, and I love to show it off on Saturdays when we take the kids to the soccer games. But here's the problem. My wife keeps nagging me to put a cover on that truck bed. She calls it naked, accuses me of embarrassing her in front of all the children and other moms. But I don't want to cut into my hunting budget and spend too much on a bed cover. What can I do? Dear Josh, we have your solution. Pickup Outfitters has slashed prices on bed covers. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to $500 or 20% off. And it will keep your hunting gear safe and secure. Next trip to the soccer fields, take a detour down Lake Erie Drive and pull into Pickup Outfitters. Check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food. The owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family and we take joy in our family, serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Congratulations to the La Vega Lady Pirates. They beat Sunnyvale 46-38 for the 4A state championship. 
Both the Baylor men and women lost their final game of the regular season as they head to the Big 12 postseason tournament. They both will face Iowa State, the men on Thursday and the women on Friday. The MCC men and women are both the number two seed at the Region 5 postseason tournament. The Highlanders play Midland on Wednesday at 5. The Highlassies play Odessa at 5 on Thursday. MCC baseball is on the road at San Jacinto today. That's the only game the Highlanders have scheduled this week. Baylor baseball earned a split of their four-game series with Youngstown State with a 9-7 win yesterday. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow night hosting Dallas Baptist. Baylor softball beat A&M 2-1 in eight innings to win the Ode to Joy Invitational with three wins and one loss. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 831. Welcome back in. This is game time presented by the office. I'm sorry. Presented by. I'm so confused. It could be an office if you it, want it, it to be. It very well could be. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, They have Ram offices Fiat. there. They do. Ted Teague has, has a nice office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean ATN does. I mean, they all, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you can get over there and get in one of those. Best thing to do is get out of the office and go drive one of those nice vehicles like you did. What'd you drive? Dodge Durango. A Dodge Durango with AC seats. Yes. How about I that? I mean, it has all the bells and whistles. Let's welcome into the program from KCEN TV, Matt Lively. Matt, do you, does your vehicle have air conditioned seats? It does not. And so, you know, I, I need to get into the offices at Alexander. <laughs> there you go. Like. Hey, I, we had a <laughs> we had a massive weekend of local sports. What was, oh God, in your opinion, I'm still exhausted. I, I know you are, and I watched you Saturday night. I went, this dude's been everywhere. Uh, <laughs> what was, and this is just a subjective question, what, what was, in your opinion, the biggest sports story of the weekend? La Vega Lady Pirates. State title, bringing it back to Waco, first time since 2014. Uh, I, that, that's where my nod would go. You had a couple disappointments over the weekend, quite honestly, from some of the Baylor programs. And so I'm sticking at the high school level. Coach Marcus Willis, he's a great guy. He has gotten close with this team. And so for them to win it, for all those girls on that team who are extremely talented, especially Kylia Parr and Angela Carroll, I was excited to see them bring home a, a state title and I'm excited to see whatever La Vega is going to have planned in the next week or two parade wise or what kind of celebration they're going to do out there. When you look at what happened in the Farrell Center for both men's and women's basketball ending the regular season with a loss in there does that change your perception going into the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament for either team? You know what I'm not going to say it changes my perception or expectations because I already saw, I think my expectations were made up for both teams before Saturday. You know, the women play really hot and cold this season, but who's to say that they're not going to have a nice tournament run. And then for the men, we know how successful they can be. We know how talented they are when they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, Scott Drew said after the game on Saturday, I ran this last night, you know, I hope everybody just had their bad game at once and they got it out of their systems, and maybe that's all it took, you know, Uh, and maybe everybody will be back on a good track, and maybe you look at the psychology aspect of this, of they they played so bad. The women didn't play that bad. The the men really played so bad that 
you know, Scott Drew said they were embarrassed about the performance. Maybe that's good momentum heading into the tournament. You know, maybe this is what the Patriots needed when they when they couldn't finish off the undefeated season. Everyone says, well, we didn't win the Super Bowl because we didn't have a loss to knock us down in the regular season. Who knows? Maybe that was the loss that Baylor needed to go, okay, we're not all that. We, we've got a really tough Big 12 tournament that we have to play before we can even think about the NCAA tournament. So maybe that gives them a little bit of fuel to the fire as they go to Kansas City this week. You know, you and I talked about Kansas City on Saturday. We were just chatting while we watched the uh, Baylor-Iowa State game. Does it change your perspective of what they need to do in KC now that they played that one game? It, it, does one game at the end of the year change your perspective on, on the, uh, the importance of the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament? It doesn't change my perception, but I also am not the person in charge of seating for the NCAA tournament, you know? So I, I don't know. You, you, all these bracketologists, there are so many good teams. They could go, Baylor loses by 15, and then if they get bounced in round one like they did last year, maybe Baylor falls from the two-seed line to the three-seed line. Yeah, You know, what's the difference between a two and a three-seed? Is it that big? I'm sure Scott Drew wants to be the highest seed that his team can be. And so having a good performance in Kansas City certainly doesn't hurt them. But maybe there is a question as to, okay, they lose Iowa State in the finale by 15. The shooting is just way off. And then if they get bounced by the same Iowa State team in round one, sure, there could be a question as to whether this is a, um, a top eight team in the country right now. Baylor softball, is it a big surprise to you where they are at 17-2 and two right now? Coming off last season, sure. I, you know, when you look at the makeup of the roster, there's not just overhaul change. There's a couple really good pieces there. But, I mean, this team, their offense is phenomenal. And then when you have someone like Dariana Orm in the circle, we're talking about a team that could make a, a nice little run in the college softball World Series. Of course, we've not seen them play anything in conference yet. But to, to you know, get – three out of four this weekend with teams like Texas A&M and Sam Houston state. And, you know, they went down to the wire in that first game against Texas A&M where the Aggies ended up putting up three runs in the seventh. That could have been a game they won. It's just been really fun to watch. Uh, and I'm happy for Glenn Moore because that couldn't have been a fun season for him to steer the ship on last year. So, I mean, what a great story they've been. They have one of the most dominant pitchers in the nation. They've got an incredible power hitter and Shalon Govon. Uh, if you're not going out and watching Baylor softball, you should. If you're a softball fan, they're a really great team uh, that has huge potential this season. Speaking of great teams, uh, wow, what a job that UMHB did uh, the other night, getting that walk-off win and advancing to the Sweet 16. That was, so when you asked me, best sports story this weekend, you know, it was right there, La Vega or UMHB. Oh my gosh. So I was there for, you know, in TV, we got to go shoot everything, bring it back to the studio, edit it, produce it and anchor it. So I only got to stay at that game for maybe the first quarter and the crew did not look good. They trailed by seven points. When I left, it took them almost four or five minutes into the game to score a point. So I was thinking, uh Oh, I wonder if the train stops here, you know, maybe they don't get out of the second round. And then I was watching the stream. <laughs> here we go. 11 seconds left. They're down a point, take it down to the other end of the floor. And Josiah Johnson, who's their most pure scorer, I would say, he kind of fumbles the ball around, and then he just heaves one up there and at the buzzer crushes it. 
Uh, Cliff Carroll's got this team moving in the right direction. Talk about momentum heading into round three. They do have to likely play a road game here in this round against Christopher Newman. But, oh, man, it was just to have your to get to host rounds one and two in any kind of NCAA tournament. I don't care what division it is to get to do it on your home court. And then you hit a buzzer beater on your home court to advance. That's something you, you likely don't forget for a very long time if you're playing or coaching or if you're a fan in the stand. That was just an awesome moment for the Crusaders. Colleen Ellison drops down to 5A in their first year in 5A. They get to San Antonio with a 37-3 and record take on Mansfield Summit coming up on Thursday night. Yeah, they're probably thinking, shoot, why, didn't we, uh, why couldn't we have dropped down to 5A long ago? <laughs> uh, you know, this is, this, that's going to be a great game uh, on Thursday in San Antonio. Wish it wasn't such a late tip. 8.30 p.m. is a bit late for me. Uh, try to get some highlights in. But first time since 93 that they're going back to the state tournament. They've got a bunch of dogs on that team. Just excited. It, when you're coming off the La Vega win, you know, to, to possibly get a boys winner down there as well, too. Uh, that's exactly what the market wants. And uh, I would love to see Ellison make a, a nice little run here. We're going to try to get out there earlier this week, try to do a little bit of a preview on them. And I, uh, kind of tell our viewers a little bit more about this team, but certainly a ton of talent there. It's not really been close in, in most of these uh, area and regional playoff games that they've been playing. And that's exactly what La Vega did too. They were winning these playoff games by 30 and 40 points. And so when you do get to the best competitors in the state, you're ready for that. Uh, and so it would not surprise me one bit if we are covering an Ellison state title here in less than a week. I'm going to take you uh onto the national scene for just a little bit. Uh, I was just curious, what are, what are your impressions of the XFL? Have you, have you jumped in and have you bought into the XFL or are you just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of teetering here. I'm, I'm about to lose interest in it. And I was just curious what you thought. Let's say if anyone from the XFL is listening, you know, you never want to shy away a potential future employer down the line, but it's just, oof, I'm not watching I'm not doing a whole lot of watching of the XFL. I can't name you anybody. The, I, I, this is how I have felt for the last five years where we've seen the Alliance of American football. We've now seen the second iteration in the last five years of the XFL now owned by the rock. And I just saw that one of the QBs uh, was kicked out of the XFL for selling his playbook to the other team. Uh, then we've got the AFL, you know, coming back. I just, I think it's great for a player that might not that had a great college career and for whatever reason didn't make it in the NFL. And there are some Baylor guys that that's awesome and they're getting their shot in the XFL. And we've seen QBs. PJ Walker is one of those guys. He uh, was with Houston years ago and then he ends up in the NFL. And so it's great for that. From a casual viewer, I'm just not interested. I know that there's the the rhetoric that the networks like, which is people want football year round. I don't believe that because I don't think if the competition level is high enough, I don't want to watch a bad product. I can watch college basketball. I can watch the NBA. We've got MLB right around the corner. Uh, And so I typically shy away from some of these secondary football leagues because it's, it's not a product that to me is worth sitting in front of the TV for three hours for. All right, Matt. I know you, you you're busy, but you, you got to run. But uh, I was I was thinking about you Saturday night. I was watching your sportscast Saturday night. I said this dude's been everywhere. Let's get him on the air and talk about it. Hey, I appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk to you again soon.
Yeah, my book about this weekend is coming out in a few months. I'll let you know when I've published it. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Talk Always to you later. Matt Lively, KCEN-TV. Uh, <laughs> great young man. All right, uh, 843, 17 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Glad to have you with us as we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. And we're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943 at 2003. Yes, 2003 South Loop 340 at Highway 6. It's the brand new store and you'll find those same great customer services and those low prices that you've expected over the years. And I, when I say over the years, I mean over the years, all the way back to 1943. Four generations of Emory's serving you at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and they've got they got a great selection of stuff now with over 2,000 items, including the uh, those do-it-yourself products from Spring Creek, Makita, uh, those Makita power tools, nuts and bolts from Hillman, and uh, welding rods and welding accessories. They've also stocked Sackcrete at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. So they got it all for you for those do-it-yourself jobs. Of course, if, you, uh, if you're if you building a um, a new building, maybe a barn dominium, and you need some assistance there, they'll be more than happy to kind of guide you in the right direction when picking that uh, when picking the folks to to take care of it. It's it's what they do at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Of course, they offer uh, metal roofing and, and, stock, and stock a large variety of panels and colors to ensure your satisfaction when picking out your room. It is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've got that location down in Bryan, and now they're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5, Saturday 8 till noon at the new location at 2003 South Loop 340 in Highway 6. And, of course, you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Baylor Bear Softball, all season long on 101.3 FM. It's on to the Long Beach Cal State Fullerton Tournament for Glenn Moore and Baylor Softball. Five games in four days beginning on Wednesday and running through Saturday for Baylor Softball. Join Jared Brown for Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Crawfish for Casa 2023 is fast approaching. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish bowl that showcases music from the 80s hot cover band, The Spasmatics. There will be a silent auction. All the crawfish you can eat are chicken gumbo, all the beverages you can drink, and all the dancing you can physically handle. All proceeds go towards strengthening and supporting abused and neglected children in our community. It promises to be a night you won't soon forget. Purchase your tickets now at casaforeverychild.org. Crawfish for Casa, March 31st at the base Extraco Event Center. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
ingredient. Keep up with Baylor Bear Softball on ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Christie's Burgers and Bell Meat is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Congratulations to the La Vega Lady Pirates. They beat Sunnyvale 46-38 for the 4A state championship. Both the Baylor men and women lost their final game of the regular season as they head to the Big 12 postseason tournament. They both will face Iowa State, the men on Thursday and the women on Friday. The MCC men and women are both the number two seed at the Region 5 postseason tournament. The Highlanders play Midland on Wednesday at 5. The Highlassies play Odessa at 5 on Thursday. MCC baseball is on the road at San Jacinto today. That's the only game the Highlanders have scheduled this week. Baylor baseball earned a split of their four-game series with Youngstown State with a 9-7 win yesterday. They're back at Baylor Ballpark tomorrow night hosting Dallas Baptist. Baylor softball beat A&M 2-1 in eight innings to win the Ode to Joy Invitational with three wins and one loss. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, it's 8.48. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, it's the John Moore Show. John's going to have Coach Blair from baseball, Baylor baseball on the program. And at 4, it's the Matt Mosley program. So that's all coming up. Are you guys excited about Sunday? I mean, are, are you? is that something you watch? No. Well, I do. Do you? I do not. Selection show? Really? No. You guys, you're not interested in it? Why not? Just tell me when they're playing. I'm fine with that. Oh, I like watching it. I like, you know, sitting there wondering, okay, are they going to this region or that region? You've seen all the bracketologies for the last couple of months. You know, how close are those? You know? Most of them are pretty dead on. There's 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 a couple of them that are, that are pretty darn good, aren't they? So the men will be, what, Sunday at 5 on CBS? Mm-hmm. And then... The women will be around 7 on ESPN. 7 o'clock on ESPN. And you'll find out where everybody's going. Right now, uh, Baylor's a 2 or a 3. is kind of teetering there Uh, on the men's side and on the women's side. I think they're like around an 8 seed. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, and, and that'll be coming up on Sunday. But uh, look forward to it. And again, the uh, Phillips 66 Big 12 Basketball Tournament from Kansas City. T-Mobile Arena for the men. And um, Municipal Auditorium for the women. And we'll have uh, John up there for us. And Matt will be up there for us. And we'll have continuing coverage. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Plus, we'll have our uh, our special preview show coming up on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
And that is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, Doug Furch and his group. We look forward to uh, to that program on Wednesday night as John and Matt get you ready for everything that's going to happen Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, And actually, there's games beginning on Wednesday. There's two games on Wednesday night on the men's side. And then it really gets going on Thursday. There's a couple of games on Thursday night for the women. Then it really gets rolling on Friday as well. So keep that in mind. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, you had a fun, fun time in San Antonio. Is that a good place for it? I know we used to have it in Austin. I miss it in Austin. Do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, it was fun to be able to go down the Riverwalk and walk over to the Alamo and those type of things. I mean, there's there's a lot to see in San Antonio. But there's just something about what did you think State of having it in the Alamo Dome? I know they have to put up curtains and all that kind of stuff. What was the configuration? Were you okay with that? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You you know, you have a, a horseshoe configuration. Uh, uh, well, it, it's kind of a horseshoe. It's it's a full bleachers around because they bring mm-hmm. in bleachers on the on the one end that they curtain off. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge building. So they squeeze it down all on the north end of of the stadium. And so and then the upper deck is is curtained off where you can't see it. So it wasn't bad. And it was by the time La Vega was playing in the four A state championship, it was a really good crowd because you had the Clark and DeSoto fans starting to file in and fill in the end zones so they could jockey to get their seats once everybody else <laughs> was clearing out from it. So there was a pretty good crowd for the 4A. It's kind of how they do at AT&T for the football game. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. you start maneuvering <laughs> yeah. to get your seat. So, well, good. Uh, and, and, again, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I liked it at Austin. Mm-hmm. I think they had traffic issues as far as parking. Uh, there, yeah, there was a lot of issues. And, and so – And I don't know what the parking and everything is with the Moody, new arena. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, it's I, so congested down there that I, I don't know where they would, unless they build a high-rise parking lot, which they were building one by the baseball field, weren't they? Oh, they've done it. That's is, is yeah, it finished it's, now. It's finished, yeah, because it was not finished. Uh, for this when I was down there for the softball state championship last year, huh. they were still doing a lot of building around there. I think anyway. That, I think that parking garage has been been done for a couple of years the one that's well, in the parking they lot were building another and, one were they really yeah oh, okay because the one that's like right across the street or over at, you know by dish field mm-hmm. uh that one's and no, that one's been there for a while and it stays it, you're full. talking about over on toward i the i-35 side of dish on the north side yes yeah yes. Yeah. yeah yeah so that bu- one's been there they were yeah. building another one over on the south side mm-hmm. oh okay over by the you know and i guess have they tore down the drum or are they in the process of doing that? I, I have it, not been over there to see. I don't know. They are going to do that, right? Aren't they tearing that thing down? Probably going to have to for yeah. parking, aren't they? Is that what it's going to be? I didn't know if they were going to build something else there. I mean, it just, you know, construction. I can't wait to get there in October. What's in October? Yes. Ah. Is that, the, is that, is it at the new mm-hmm. facility? Mm-hmm. At Moody? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. Well, now that we've solved all of Austin's problems, I, I think uh, – I think I'm 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 good with it in San Antonio right now. Yeah, it's okay. It's just there's more. Th- is, there, wouldn't you say there's more things to do when you're uh, not it, at the basketball? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. And I, you know, that's 
that's a good thing. It was just something about being there. And look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally opposed to having all the football at at UT outside. Yeah, football. Mm-hmm. Late December. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> if you, now, if you said the if you said the Alamo Alito Dome, played there not too long ago for their state championship game. Really? Mm-hmm. Right before they moved everything to. Mm-hmm. Right before they. Oh, we used to have a bunch of them here at Waco ISD mm-hmm. before they moved them all in. All right, we got to go uh, again. Jim Blair's coming up uh, on the John Moore Show at three. Matt Mosley's here at four. We'll see you tomorrow at seven.